Listeners, welcome back. You are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that's going to talk about a horror movie and some recently watched. We'll try not to spoil the recently watched, and we will totally spoil the featured attractions, uh, three of them this time. And um, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. We play that at the top of the show because, well, it's a good lead-in, sounds legit, and uh, you can buy their music if you want. You can uh, get it on Amazon or iTunes. Say hi to them on Facebook where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. And we're on there as Chewing the Scenery if you want to say hi to us. Also on Instagram. So um, contact us that way if you want to. Uh, we're not professional critics. We're just three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talking about horror movies. So deal with it. This is free. <laughs> free, you say? Yes. Worth every penny. Yep. So, we're gonna... only cost is your time. You know, and time is money, so you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recently watched. Who wants to go first? Go for it. Um, I watched Terrifier. I think it's called. Is that what it's called? That, I don't know. With that clown in it. How do I know? Oh yeah, there's a movie called Terrifier. Yeah, it's got Art the Clown. Uh, uh, I don't know, but I've seen it on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. I watched that on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, pretty gratuitous with the gore. Uh, How is it gratuitous in a horror movie? When people <laughs> say, like, well, this horror movie is, is okay, but it had, the gore was gratuitous. Like, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, it was definitely uh, showing up with lots of gore that, I don't know, I guess gratuitous. To me, gratuitous means it, it, it wasn't necessary in that quantity. I don't think that you can... I think you should always have more gore than you need in a horror movie. <laughs> err well, on the side of gore. Yes, err on the side of gore. You well, know. there you go. I'm reminded of the uh, of the skylight scene in one of those Chucky movies where it decapitates someone and there's oh, yeah. so much gore. <laughs> right. You know, they didn't hold back. Well, okay, fair enough. Uh, here's the thing about gore, I guess. You can have all the gore, and then if it gets edited, then there's still more gore. Yeah. So uh, More gore. Yeah. You put that right on the box. More gore. <laughs> more gore. Now with more gore. Yes. So uh, I watched... More gore four. 
<laughs> More gore. Core. Yes. Uh, so I watched that on Netflix and uh, it should have creeped me out more than it did considering, I mean, I'm not afraid of clowns or anything, Yeah. but he's a pretty creepy clown, mm. Art the Clown. And I don't know if he is actually supposed to be called Art. And I, here's the thing. He, uh, I shouldn't, should I, I, I don't want to spoil this. He at some point writes the word Art. Oh, okay. Not with blood. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe a pencil. Okay. Maybe not a pencil. Okay. Uh, the movie is short enough. It doesn't drag. So you got that going for you. Uh, and of course I watched happy birthday to me because this episode is about our horror blind spots. And I deliberately left this one in my blind spot because, uh, the cover looked stupid and I already had plenty of good slashers. I'm like, here, hold the cover up to, yeah. the, to the microphone. See this thing. See that oh. some guy screaming and someone going to shove a pointy end of a shish kebab in his mouth. Yes. Um, that's not how you eat those. Why didn't they name that character? Bob yeah right <laughs> i mean go for it right uh so i watched that and that's all i had time for this week because guess what i was working on what our plan nine from outer space coloring book oh very nice yep just uh cleaning up uh some edges on some things and i saw one uh for sale online the people of walmart coloring book Ooh. i was so upset i hadn't thought of that Ooh. But I saw one of uh, old horror movie posters, and it was not well done. A lot of them are not well done. That's the problem. Because I was going to buy a couple... Actually, where a lot of this idea comes from, I was going to buy a couple of horror movie comic or uh, coloring books, and they weren't good. They The likenesses weren't there. Um, and if it's a public domain thing, then you don't have to worry about the likenesses. Exactly, yeah. I didn't understand this one. It was, I don't know, very blocky, very, uh, I don't know. Fisher-Price people. Yeah. So, uh, Better Call Saul. I watched a few episodes of that. And that's, very nice. That's really, uh, this is season three. It's really coming is it in. three? I, is it? Or, or four. Okay, here, I can tell you right now. Just bust or, out. Or four. Uh, no, it's four. No. Oh, let's see. Um, this is good podcast yeah. right here. Yeah, well, we can I'll edit hold, this out. I'll hold the cover up again so yeah. that they can okay. enjoy it while they're waiting. Enjoy it. There wow. we go. Look at that shish kebab. All right. It's on there. It looks like you got meat, some beef, onion. Yeah. Does that onion look cooked enough? Tomato there. No, that onion looks pretty uncooked. Yeah. See, I'm not... Hmm. Season four. It is season four. Wow. You thought that it was season three because nothing happened in season three. <laughs> that could be what it was. So season four, you're meeting a lot of characters you want to meet. Uh, some important things are starting to and happen. And it all lead up to episode 10 when it promises next season it'll all happen. Yes. That's how it works. That's how TV works. Soul finally becomes Batman. Yes. Finally. Yeah, Jimmy finally becomes Saul, and then Saul becomes Batman. Yes. That's how it's going to go. And that's all I've had time for, uh, because it's going to be pretty important to have our coloring book ready before Halloween. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah, why not? Because it's one of those movies that, you know, because it's free, 
uh, well, it, because it's public domain, um, it would show on a lot of uh, TV programs around Halloween. So, um, yeah, it kind of fits the mood. And I had wait till video to see that thing. Really? Yeah, I never huh. saw it on TV. How about Night of Living Dead? Yeah, that played a lot. It seemed like it. That and It's a Wonderful Life, not for Halloween, but... Yeah, it is kind of creepy, though. Yeah. Just think about it. So that's my recently watched. Uh, Will, do you want to go next? Um, I don't remember what I've watched. <laughs> I really don't. What's been on Comet? There's a question. Yeah, what's been on Comet? Uh, I haven't really watched much lately. Um, I watched uh, a TV or well, a TV show. It's on Netflix called Ins- Insatiable. Oh, which, what's that about? It's about a fat girl who loses a bunch of weight and decides to get revenge on all the people who made her life hell. <clears throat> um, it's it's not good. I'll just say it's not good. Um, it wants to be dark, but every time it, it makes its characters dark and petty, it immediately feels the need to have them turn around and realize they've been wrong and and learn something only to go immediately back to being petty and and dark and it just doesn't work it's it's hmm. kind of a real hit or miss uh show i feel like it could be if it was sufficiently dark enough me i don't know that arrested development is necessarily dark but the characters are unlikable and i think that's where this show <laughs> suffers it's it doesn't have the courage to make the characters completely unlikable. Yeah, you have to commit. Yeah. You can't have a show not know what it's uh, doing or not know what it is. And I don't know, I know I watched some other stuff, but all I can remember right now is Final Destination, my horror movie blind spot and uh happy birthday to me which is such a blind spot i'm not even familiar familiar with the poster wow yeah so you watched two which i think is great and i didn't watch the third blind spot only because i've seen it yeah same I know I watched some terrible movies this week and <laughs> damned if i can't remember the title well, well uh, I, I brought along Queen Kong, and you'll remember seeing that. Mm. Uh, the conspicuous pose of Queen Kong <laughs> yes. looks a lot like De Laurentiis's King Kong. Oh, it got nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing at all. So, Jolien, what about you? What was your recently watched? Uh, I watched uh, a witch movie called Don't Knock Twice. Don't Knock Twice. 2016. Uh, Crud W. James. Um and uh, people knock twice and bad things happen. They thereafter. told him right off the yeah. bat, don't. Don't, but they do. Um, so there's this like a old house. It's like a, one of those streets where most every house has been demolished and there's a flyover. So it's this kind of wasteland that no one's inhabiting. And it's and this this is the, the haunted house of the neighborhood. Detroit? Mm. Is it so, set in Detroit? No, it's... Uh, I think it's a Welsh movie. Ah. Um, but they, uh, uh, so there's like the, the local urban legend is if you knock twice, then the witch of the house will come after you. Oh, okay. And 
so you've got uh, in the first half you've got a, a daughter and a mother um, either one or both of them could be crazy either one of them might kill the other one and uh, it's got some good creepy bits in it uh, the uh, the mother is uh, played by Katie Sackhoff who is in Battlestar Galactica and uh, The Flash and Halloween Resurrection and uh, Oculus Oh, cool. And then the daughter is Lucy Boynton, who is in the Murder in the Orient Express and uh, the Black Coat's daughter. And, uh, yeah, and then the, uh, and also in, in, if you watch the credits at the start, it says uh, Javier Botet. So you know you're going to get some ectomorphic interpretive dance horror oh, okay. at some point. And, and uh, um, yeah, so in the second half, it gets. It starts to get a little jumpy and plot holes open up in it. Um, I wasn't too happy with, but uh, yeah, it is it is a pretty decent movie. Um, anyway, uh, uh, also we went to see uh, Searching, uh, which is it's a it's an independent movie which got picked up for wide release, and uh, this is directed by Anish Chaganti, and it stars uh, John Cho. And Michelle La, and uh, so uh, uh, like last week, you had two movies with uh, uh, leading characters were Asian, and the yeah. director was Asian. You know, doing, nice. doing pretty well. So uh, yeah, we went to see that, and um, the producer is uh, Timur uh, Timur Big Mamitov, who did the Night Watch series. What's it about? Um, so this is about um, this is all. Everything you see in the film is the computer screen of the lead character. Oh, okay. And he's a father, and he's got this sixteen-year-old daughter, and uh, and then uh, uh, she doesn't come home, and he starts looking for her, and it gets like more and more serious. And uh, so, it, and it, you get a lot of um, like FaceTime, so you you have some actual live. You get to see the people. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's very well done edited and um yeah it just gets very tense and uh, emotional hmm. uh yeah i, I thought it was, a, it was a good movie um but it, it's not a horror movie but um you know it's, it's definitely um horrific yeah uh and it's got i i liked uh i went to see it it's quite a big audience and like uh it's split between like parent ages and teenagers so like the, you know the same ages as the characters oh okay so you had <clears throat> And the movie really plays off uh, parents' fears and not knowing about their kids uh, and not knowing about new technology as well as the kids. <laughs> and then the, the kids just doing stupid stuff and getting into a terrible trouble. And, yeah. Um, so it kind of played off the fears of both groups and uh, I thought it did it very well. And Deborah Messing in it is in it. Oh, wow. And like, a, you've got like, so you've got good looking leads, but they're you know shot in like very unflattering light and sometimes you know uh, as the movie goes on they've like they're going without sleep and so they look pretty terrible oh. so they're quite brave performances um anyway um oh, i like to, uh there's a scene where you watch him hack her accounts like social media and various banking accounts and he does it all in like two minutes and you oh. can feel the audience going 
like yeah. wanting to rush home and check their computers, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, also watched uh, Infinity Wars. Oh, very nice. I mean, Avengers Infinity War um, from this year, Anthony and Joe Rousseau. Um, oh, it's super impressive, just logistically. Is this your copy? Yeah. May I borrow so, it? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Uh, um, I mean, just well, that... I only want to see it because I like the last Thor movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it definitely it picks up straight from there. Is Taika Waititi directing this one as well? No. No, this oh, is bummer. the Russo This is brothers? the Russos, yeah. Oh, okay. They're pretty good. I like their Civil War. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely got... Uh, I mean, uh, there's some really funny bits in it. Yeah. But it it's definitely goes to a lot. It's a surprising oh. ending. I, I don't want to give away. But... Um, uh, on on just the the sheer number of like major characters, and having yeah, to pick up like the f- forty five characters in this. Yeah, thing. it's like two dozen heroes, and then you got all the villains, and uh, and they're all planning a, a birthday party for <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but they got to keep it a secret. Right. Six. And the co- Red Skull, he's uh, <laughs> got no lips. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you've got to continue the threads of the previous 18 movies. Yeah. So it's really impressive. Uh, nice. Logistically. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I had no interest until the, the last Thor movie. I'm still surprised I liked it as much as I did. Um, I was I was delighted. There's like this uh, magic duel in it, which is like straight out of the Raven. You know, when Vincent Price is mm-hmm. fighting Boris Karloff? Oh, nice. <laughs> I was just like, I know, this must, this, this has got to be a tribute. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's, you know, it's a Marvel superhero movie, so as usual, you've got this kind of hollowness to the heroics. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, and already several characters have come back from the dead, so. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the only people who suffer permanent consequences are the, the collateral damage people in the background. Yeah, ordinary folks, um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, very entertaining. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, enjoy that. Um, so you've got Birdman and Red Face Man, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's there's all the colours of the rainbow in that cast. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, oh, this fellow, what's his name? Uh, Dave Batista, comedy oh, yeah. genius. He's hysterical. I, I, I love his bits. Um, and then uh, I watched uh, Happy Birthday to Me and my, what was it, Blind Spot movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go ahead and say what it is. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Guillermo del Toro's Which Pan's I found Labyrinth. surprising that you hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, I d- Any reason? Uh, I feel like you would mention this one before. It was praised to the roof uh, when it came out. And I'm I've been disappointed by his movies. I mean, they're, they're great looking, and yeah. I like his sensibilities and his monsters. But I, I kind of kind of put me off a bit, and um, uh, I wanted to wait for a time where I can I just watch it by myself and yeah, uh, check it out a good copy. Um, so I got it. I got Criterion Blu-ray. Very nice of that. I. I I think that's the last movie of his that I've liked. Hmm. Huh. So this is probably a good place to just uh, keep going with it. So 
Horror movie blind spots, basically something that any one of us should have seen and did not. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk a little bit about why, which you just did. And then uh, what you thought of the movie having finally watched it. So you want to keep going with it? (laughs) Okay. Since we're here. Uh, Oh, I I just wanted to mention, um, I was looking at TCM's schedule for this month. Yes. On the 14th. Uh, the Midnight Movies Breaking, followed by Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the month, on the 30th. Um, Breaking 3, Tokyo Drift. No, they have um, Spirits of the Beehive and El Sur. And, and uh, if you like Pan's Labyrinth, I really recommend uh, Spirits of the Beehive. Uh, it's, huh. a, it's another like Spanish kind of magic realism movie, which blends in like horror movie stuff with... The Spanish Civil War, huh. and this this came out in seventy three. Wow! Uh, and uh, I, I think I like it better. Well, it does a cool. bit of kind of straight faced magic realism thing. It doesn't like go full on Narnia, right? Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Victor Victor Eris or Erice, I'm not sure. Eris, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, Spirit of the Beehive. It's on TCM the end of this month. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, 2006. Right. Guillermo del Toro. Um, I thought it was it was really. I, th- I thought it was a good movie. Um, nicely poetic. I liked all the rhyming of. You know things that you see in the fantasy world rhyme with things in the real world. And, yeah. Uh, I liked how his his pocket watch he has with a crack in it is kind of uh the, his room is also his watch there's always like kind of clockwork yeah gears built into the architecture and um and uh and and kind of uh there's like rhymes back to other del toro movies mm-hmm. um and i liked uh the fantasy scenes uh where she she meets the creatures yeah, it, the, the, like the lighting's more theatrical and hard-edged shadows, and uh, you've got all these like silent statues kind of watching. So I felt that was those were like really more successfully Hellboy than the Hellboy movies. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, because you know, like yeah, have, good point. You know, like in Magnolia, they have all these panels where it's just like statues, and they they seem to be watching or they're like yeah. sentinels of something. Uh, yeah, and it, they, it does that really well in the movie. Uh, the beautiful creatures like. Uh, Doug Jones is the fawn. Yeah, and, that's really cool. And the pale man. That's yeah. a really good creation. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, Sergio Lopez is uh, Captain Vidal. He's a superb villain. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, he's not stupid. No. He's not cowardly. No. He's like, he's like really formidable, but he's such a horrible man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it it a good cast. Um, I found out I lost a bit of sympathy because both women do that. They do things like I don't know why they do it at crucial moments. Mm. Uh, should I spoil the? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I don't remember. It's like it's... Uh, the the girl uh, Ophelia is explicitly told, uh, you know, this is a life threatening thing if you go into the if you meet the if you see this banquet mm-hmm. don't eat anything yes and she does mm-hmm. for no reason um that's kind of like um was it a wrinkle in time or was it uh 
Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, where the kid eats the Turkish Delight. Which one is that? Lion, in? Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the same kind of a thing. Right. It's, oh, she's uh, not starving. Also, like, don't knock twice. Right. <laughs> you, you were told. Um, yeah, she's only in that area for like a couple of minutes. You know, she's, yeah. she knows she's got to get it, get back out by the time the sand timer empties. Yeah, yeah. But I remember feeling that same thing. Like, why does she eat that? Yeah. But uh, and then the uh, uh, the Mercedes character, uh, she she has the villain, you know, she has pulls a knife on him, mm-hmm. and she's got him, but she doesn't kill him. Yes, and that causes more trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's, it's a you know very good looking movie. Yeah, uh, but as I say, I don't think it, I don't think it's got the balance of the you know the actual horrible events and the. The Narnia stuff. Mm. Um, I don't think that quite quite pulls it off for me. Yeah, but, and and I've forgotten more about the movie than I remember about it. So mm. that that kind of falls, yeah, falls into the mind eraser catalog. I before. haven't seen it since it came out. Uh, yeah, if you want to watch it again, then yeah, go, go ahead because I own it. I own it. Oh, you have a copy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, my copy is probably ten years old, <laughs> or I something mean. like that. Eight, I may eight have years. I don't know. A bootleg. I don't remember. Well, this magically appeared. I I did a criterion order, and they sent this by accident. And I said, uh, "Oh, look, you you sent this by accident." And they said, "Oh, enjoy." Oh, very nice. <laughs> well, good on them. Yeah, it's probably more costly to send it back. Right. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to. You know, they're good good people. So. so your feelings on it, as far as uh, recommending it to? Yeah. Uh, it's a recommend. Yep. Yep. Okay. And uh, do you think horror fans in general will like it? It's got some really gruesome bits in it. Well, then... Uh, if you're into gratuitous gore. Gratuitous and... <laughs> gore. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do feel like Del Toro, he does this in every movie. It's like, it's like this poetic, mysterious movie. And then all of a sudden, someone's having Something... their teeth bashed in on a fireplace. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like this one worked, as far as I remember... And I didn't feel, I felt it was a little out of place with the, was the Crimson Peak? Yeah, yeah. Um, And the last one, Shape of Water, I Mm. felt where like, he had pushed it a little, just a little too far. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't, again, not, I may be misremembering Pan's Labyrinth, but I felt like the violence was mostly real world stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt that worked with the backdrop of the Civil War. Yes. Um, whereas the, especially Shape of Water felt so stylized and so fairy tale that mm-hmm. the violence really did not work with that. Yeah. Um, it's like a juxtaposition. It was, yeah, but he, it's what like was it's... he saying with that juxtaposition though? <laughs> hey, check this out. <laughs> yeah. Look, here's a lot of blood. I mean, it didn't, right. it didn't work. There were a lot of things in Shape of Water for that for me did not work. Mm-hmm. You can revisit that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Michael Shannon. It's, it's Michael Shannon, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Michael Shannon's over over the top villainous behavior is it's how it's written. I mean, obviously, there's so much you can do with a performance, but yeah, he was unnecessarily villainous. I seem to remember that being kind of everyone's yeah that and the good characters were so good yeah 
and it's like we need a we need a Nazi, but can we get a super Nazi? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the guy in Pan's Labyrinth is is you know he's kind of this like level-headed guy, and then all of a sudden he's smashing someone's face in with a bottle. And, yeah. But yeah. it kind of it, it kind of rings true for him. He's like uh, I felt he that he sees it, himself as better than the peasants. Yeah, and I felt that it worked in this move in Pan's Labyrinth, the the villain, and I felt that uh, the villain in like uh, in uh, the Devil's Backbone also mm-hmm. kind of worked, but yeah. but. Crimson Peak and uh, definitely Shape of Water. The villain was just kind of over the top. Yeah, I guess there wasn't really one in Crimson Peak, so to speak. I mean, who knows with that movie? Do you remember <laughs> anything with Crimson Peak? Um, I do. But, How long was uh, this roof open and it been raining that much inside? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There, there were some things that needed to be fixed up with that. Yeah. So, uh, Will, do you want to go with uh, uh, Final Destination? Yeah, are you done with Pan's yep. Labyrinth? All right, Final Destination. How did uh, you not watch this? Tell us that I didn't first. watch this movie because the gimmick didn't appeal to me. And you knew what the gimmick was because every, everyone yeah, showed it or I mean, talked they, about it. They talked about it. Um, having watched it last night, um, the gimmick still doesn't work for me. And learning that it was an X Files episode before it was a movie mm-hmm. told me all I needed to know about <laughs> Final Destination and the numerous sequels it spawned. Um, now, did, did it you would s- have been fine as an X Files episode, sure, but as a movie, it just drug on and on, and was silly. I enjoyed it in a silliness. I mean. The teacher spills, I don't know what she was drinking, Everclear, evidently, because her mug cracks and it spills on the floor and it catches her computer on fire, which explodes. And then then all the... sets loose a balloon and then a cat jumps after it. Yeah. And then this ball goes down this rail. You know, but they spend 15 (laughs) minutes making you think like, ooh, the gas is going to blow out or this is going to happen or that's going to happen and... Just what gets me is like, uh, I don't know. It's it's Rube Goldbergian, is it it's not? It's Rube Goldbergian, and the fact that death is like a, a breeze or a shadow out of the corner of your eye just doesn't give me anything to root against. Right. Um. Maybe if a witch was controlling these things, I'd be willing to go with it. Perhaps a space wizard. Perhaps if the kill scenes were even <laughs> gorier, you know, and more over the top, which I guess they must get more and more they did, outlandish. They, they did the logging truck in this one, right? No. Oh, it's got to be the second one? This one's really pretty lame. Uh, I thought it was... A, I, I can't remember which one is which, but they're, they're on a freeway or something mm. and uh there's like a accident and not in this film okay um boy gets on plane boy sees it has vision plane's gonna explode they get off the plane plane explodes um first person to die i don't remember what happened oh he he gets strangled and is unable to stand up in the tub some reason his he slips in blue toilet water this movie had to show three people on the toilet 
Ah. Thank you, movie. Um, uh, then the next person who gets killed is a girl who gets hit by a bus, which is evidently completely silent, and goes 60 miles per hour and does not stop for anything. I think this is the first use of that bus hitting person technology. I believe it was. I believe it was. Uh, it was pretty early. Yeah. Um, right someone's standing in the street and they suddenly... Yeah, suddenly yeah. the invisible bus appears, right. runs them down, does not stop. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of that too. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's gotten to be as bad as the medicine cabinet. You know, open door, nothing there, closed door, killer behind the door. Yes. Or behind you in the reflection, either way. Maybe if the killer was in the medicine cabinet. Yeah, that would be much better. It's like oh, I don't know how yeah. he fits in there, but doesn't matter. He's a little guy. Do you remember that TV he's commercial wiry. where there was a, a like a pass through to the other apartment, and there was a weird guy in the next apartment talking to someone through the yeah other side of the medicine cabinet, like that About cough medicine or something, something like that. Yeah, like you've had too much cough medicine. You think you can see into the next apartment? Yeah. You're having a conversation with a guy. I can see through metal, man. <laughs> oh man, uh. So then the movie goes on. There's a uh, one kid is decapitated by a piece of metal that flies up off the train that goes past him. Oh, Lord. Sean Williams Phillips or Philip Williams or whatever. Stifler? Stifler? Yeah, just call him Stifler. Stifler. Everyone will know what you're talking about. Uh, what happened to that dude? I don't know. Sean Williams Scott, I think his name is. That's his name. Yeah. I don't know. He should do more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, People could be like, hey, it's got Stifler in it. I'll watch it. But yeah, I just... So they... I don't know. I don't understand the film. Uh, it's... Are they getting out of fate? Are they... And that's the whole thing. Like, oh, you cheated death. Now death's coming after you. That's what the movie says. But then you you can't cheat fate. I mean, I don't want to get into deep conversation about hard determinism here, but versus <laughs> soft, but uh, the movie had some questions there. Also, the first kill, the guy who strangles in the in the shower, I don't know why the shower curtain has a little metal wire instead of a bar, but it yeah. wraps around his neck and he hangs in the shower, which was a pretty good scene. Yeah. Um, the water flows out he slips in it and then the water flows back to the toilet and it makes it look like a suicide oh and the, they never they never have that happen again it's like why is death so bent on making this one look like a suicide they kind of make the teacher's death which is the one who spills vodka on the floor and it catches fire and the computer explodes and a big piece of glass goes into her neck and uh, it's, I don't know, almost comedic the way she slips in the blood. Right. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> uh, um, you know, they, they make that death makes that one look kind of like a murder, you know? Um, yeah. Is death and or fate really worried about getting arrested? Well, it makes the it makes it look like the students mur murdered her because he goes to the house and tries to pull the knife out of her chest, and of course that gets fingerprints on it, and he steps in her blood and leaves a big bloody shoe print, so they know he did it. But again, it's kind of why. 
Um, if you think of this movie as an episode of the X-Files, though, yeah, a lot of stuff makes sense. The <laughs> fact that the characters are all real cardboard cutouts, not an original critique of a horror movie, I realize, but this one seems especially bad. Like, you've got no... You don't know who the characters are, but more so you don't know why they're reacting there that way. I can understand survivor's guilt for the seven that got off the plane, but all of them act like real dicks to Alex, the the character who had the vision, um, without ever kind of, I don't know, expressing any sort of gratitude or any sort of feeling other than animosity towards him. They just... They attack him. I mean, a fight starts is why they're kicked off the plane, which seemed real fakey, too. Huh. And none of the motivations really make sense, but it does if you view this as an episode of The X-Files, because then the FBI shows up, and you're like, oh, there's Mulder and Scully. And right. even though it's two guys in the movie, you can tell which one's Mulder and which one's Scully. <laughs> um, the Scully one asks all the questions like, were you taking sleeping pills? Any other drugs? You know, uh, and then the Mulder one asked more esoteric questions like, do you know anything about the numeral- the Tibetan numerologist, numerologist of Appalachia? Right. <laughs> um, also, you could tell this was filmed by people who made television uh-huh. shows. Uh, so this could have worked in 48 minutes. This could have totally worked in 48 minutes. At 90 minutes, it's too long. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that I'll check out any others. I might watch part five. The fifth one, yeah. Okay. Um, and there's there's been several stories where it's like, uh, people have, uh, walked away from a plane crash for some reason and then death goes after them. So, yeah, I'd I'd recommend uh, Soul Survivor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so this is not the most original idea, but... It hadn't been done a lot before. No, no, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know that it was enough to support a movie. Now, was there any um, sort of uh, uh, influence, the fact that uh, there were these movies like Scream that had come out, and uh, you're just like, yeah, this is another thing, trying to ride on those coattails. I don't really need to watch this thing. Was it kind of like that for you at all? Because like I, I say that because I'm thinking of a different movie, Urban Legends. Mm. I knew that was going to be a piece of crap, and I knew that was going to be like trying to be Scream and trying to be Final Destination. I think or whatever. this one was just because there wasn't a killer. Yeah, there wasn't really something that you could root for or root against, root against yeah. or or even defeat in any way. Right. It was just like, ooh, death's coming for you, like. I well, mean, that's if it was Freddy Krueger. At least there's, you know, maybe it wasn't that the idea. There's some is rules. Like make a slasher movie, but the slasher is death. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but death comes for everybody. A slasher movie doesn't. The slasher isn't coming for everybody. Yeah. I thought maybe this movie would have worked better if there was a Doctor Fibes like character played by Tony Todd, <laughs> who spent the rest of the movie developing these insane traps <laughs> for kids. These like mousetrap Rube Goldbergian setups that would look like accidents. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, I'll put soap on the floor here and then it'll slip. You know, bonk his head on the sink here. 
and then the mirror on the medicine cabinet will fly off and <laughs> sever his head. Right. And he wears yeah. a Wally Coyote mask. Yeah, or something. <laughs> you know, th- they have that saying, uh, you know, the only things that are inevitable are death and taxes. How about a, how about a slasher movie called The Tax Man? <laughs> Ooh. Tony Todd is The, the Tax, tax man. man. Yeah. I've come and to you collect. Could have, <laughs> you could have either the T crossed out so it's Axe Man or you could have a bloody cross for the T so it's Axe Man and uh, you know the line in the song is uh, if you walk he'll tax your feet it could be if you walk he'll axe your feet (laughs) yeah brilliant I think we've written a better movie we've done that a lot inside these four walls yes well the bar is not high on some of these (laughs) this is true Oh man! So you did. Um, so you did get through this. Uh, you were entertained. I was entertained, but the most a movie like this can do is set up tension. Uh huh. I don't think it's really ever going to be scary because it's just going to pay it off with gore. Because they have to show you death. for this movie to work, they have to show you the setup and of the death. And get you wondering, like, ooh, he's plugging something in while standing in water. Well, the, the electricity. And, oh, no, it wasn't that. Oh, he blew out the pilot light on the stove. Look out. Oh, now he's juggling chainsaws. Watch <laughs> yeah. out. What's it going to be? Where that dissolves. I mean, it sets up the tension, but that dissolves any sort of, uh, again, anything you can really root against or root for, any real scares, because it can't be sudden. I, I found the uh, the opening like his vision is scary. I thought that was good. I often think I, of that when I get on a plane. <laughs> I like that the opening of this movie. I think it's just, and again, I think it's because it was an X Files episode. In forty eight minutes, this could have been really good, really tight. You know, there's a little bit at the end when he's going nuts in the cabin, and he's safeguarded everything. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh my god, you were gonna get me with tetanus with like this <laughs> old right. fishing hook. You know, things like that. That was clever, but I feel like they had enough for 48 minutes, but not enough for an hour and a half. They didn't push it far enough to make it a movie. They just made it a TV show that was longer. I'd say that's pretty fair. You know, it doesn't mean I didn't care for it. I probably won't watch anymore except maybe the fifth one, but... uh, By Jolien's recommendation. You know, and if it was on TV, (laughs) sure. It's crazy that these things are like only for rent for like twelve dollars or something on Amazon. You're like, what the hell, Amazon? Nobody's watching a twenty year old teen horror movie. Yeah, that they? that is a weird thing that we were always asking that question. What do you think you're sitting on here? Yeah. <coughs> so and um I'd recommend it to a horror film fans if you haven't watched it. Watch one of them. Yeah. You know, um Well there's some there's some more interesting um, deaths, I think, th- in the second one. I think the second one is where you have... The second one has the elevator one. The, the plate glass comes down on that one, dude. Spoilers. Um, and then the logging truck loses the logs and they come bouncing down toward right. you down the freeway. I don't know if that's the second or third one. Um, Very foggy on the middle ones. Yeah, same. Um, and at, at this point, I'm relatively foggy on the first one, except for I just know it's all... Rube Goldberg contraptions um, that kill people. And all the characters are named after horror movie directors. 
Oh, they did that bit. Mm-hmm. Forgot that. And they have completely. a whole bunch of things like that. Like, ooh, on the bookshelf, there's death as a, of a salesman. Oh, like, oh, aren't you clever bastard? <laughs> have either of you ever been on a flight where it got scary and you weren't yep. being very reassured? Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little about that, Julian. Uh, yeah, I was on one, and they they like made us close off all the the windows. Oh, and uh, switched off all the lights, and it was just like really, really turbulent, and people were screaming, and, oh. and like the crew just disappeared. It was just wow. So do you? Was, pilot was crying. You could hear the yeah. pilot. For God's sakes, John, at least turn the microphone yeah, off. That was a uh, Qantas. Ooh. Uh, so you were heading to Australia or back from? Back from. Ah, was this when you so visited? We, we were, if it had gone down, we would have been a long way from anywhere. But you know something, your seat becomes a flotation device. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, a shark signaler. Yes, basically. It makes you look like a, a paddling sea creature of right. some sort. The bodies of fellow passengers can be used as flotation devices. Right. You've seen Titanic. You know what to do. So um, how long did this horror last? Hours. Hours. Really? Wow. Hours of this shit? Yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of like really getting uh, shaken. Yeah, I bet. Wow. Yeah, I had one of those over the ocean uh, going to or coming back from Hawaii when I lived there. And, um, and it was the same kind of thing, but with electrical stuff that I thought was really weird. Like the, the lights were kind of flickering on and off in different parts of the cabin. Right. And, uh, and it was really bad turbulence, and they didn't say a damn thing to yeah. us, which is the worst part of it. If they could say, this is routine, and oh, all the lights not working right? Oh, that's normal too. Uh, then at least you could say, well, all right, I'm going to pretend this is normal and hope I'm not going to die in the ocean soon. Um, but they never said anything. Right. And, and uh, finally, after what seemed like too long of a time, but for me that was maybe 20, 30 minutes, it started to sort of uh, level off a bit. Um, coming into Denver, though, where we live, uh, yeah, it's th- always shaky. It's always shaky and bumpy because you know you're you're changing, you're going over mountains and you're changing from whatever the air is doing over flat places in the country to what it does over hilly and mountainous places. I had this uh, young guy sitting next to me on a flight a couple few years ago, and uh, and he started to kind of freak out a little bit. I could hear him like mm-hmm. gasping for breath and just like he, I could just see with his body language, he was terrified. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, this isn't how we die. It's going to be okay. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm just a nervous flyer. And I said, well, it always does this going into Denver. And he goes, I know I've flown this a lot. Still freaked him out. Apparently yeah. some people are nervous flyers. I tend not to be, but when it gets bad enough, then it'll make anybody yeah, nervous. Yeah, that, that, that was bad. I could feel at, at, at one point that it was, like, it was just claustrophobic because I was in the cattle car. You just squeezed in there. Yep. It was dark. Coach. <laughs> really noisy. Everything was just rattling away and you, you know, kept dropping. And Ah, oh, I hate that dropping. And uh, yeah, I could feel this like little voice down there saying, saying, start screaming, start screaming. And it's like, yeah. And this other voice going, it won't do you any good. Yeah, I was like, no, you know, I was, I was with Emily. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So. And uh, which one of you uh, do you think uh, held together better? Uh, she appeared to be fine, yeah. Okay. I wasn't freaking out, but I could feel <laughs> that little voice. <laughs> right. 
getting ready. It's go ahead, freak out. Like, because you realize like this is a completely uh it's anti uh, what is it? Uh because you're in this thing that's heavier than air. Oh yeah. But you're up in the air. It, it, yeah. What's that called? Um yeah, it's just not logical that this thing can do yeah, what it's, it's doing. Yeah, I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, so, so there's something like deep instinctual levels, like uh, this is not right, this is not natural, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. You were Wiley Coyote over the, over the uh, edge of the cliff, <laughs> yeah, realizing... With your, your feet going... Yeah. Yeah. Realizing that nothing's holding you up, yeah. <laughs> but your imagination. <laughs> How you about should you? have told the young man, it's going to be okay. Is that a man on the wing? <laughs> <laughs> there was something on the wing. <laughs> yeah. That, um, so what about you, Will? Not had that quite happen? Other than shaky approaches in the Denver? Yeah, other than turbulence, nothing. Yeah. I was in a real tiny little plane over the Gulf once flying that was kind of scary going into uh, New Orleans. Oh. That was a shaky little flight, and it just felt... Like you went from a 727 or a 737 to walking across the tarmac and getting on a little airplane and flying into an airport. Uh, and it just felt like a severe drop in technology. Yeah. And I guess it's like, like you were saying, it's flying. So you think, well, I want something with big jets that <laughs> has some power to keep it all in the air as opposed to a little propeller driven Cessna or something that I can see the pilot I'm sitting right behind him that gives me no confidence I don't want to see the back I of want head. him up <laughs> up in the front of the plane only a disembodied voice yeah and, and uh, it, it maybe seems like well if he was any good he'd be flying the big jets yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's gotten demoted too much drunk Do you flying. think if something really bad does happen, then get on the thing and be like, this is your captain speaking? I advise you all to start panicking. Right. <laughs> go ahead. This is your chance. I just want to... I just want... Just, just go ahead. Freak out. Yeah. If you can get on a food <laughs> cart and start shrieking and throwing stuff, go for it. Pants on the head. All that. Start setting shit on fire. Stuff is on fire already. Right. <laughs> One of the wings has snapped clean off. There should be extra wings. What the hell is this? Why, why'd they quit making biplanes? I'm going to start confessing all the bad things I've done in life. <laughs> right? Yeah, I kind of feel like they should at least tell you when it's not that. Yeah. So if they don't tell you, then I guess you assume it is that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all fine. It's all going to be fine. You're going to die of something horrible anyway. You know, who's going to get that good death from that Monty Python's meaning of life? Remember that one? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, that should have been the whole Final Destination movie. <laughs> the the topless girls lacrosse uh -huh. team chasing yeah, chasing, chasing them. <laughs> so, um, happy birthday to me, 1981. I didn't know it was your birthday. Well, you know. Happy birthday, Richard. <laughs> Not happy birthday to me, 1981. Yeah. So this movie um, was in the middle of a bunch of slashers and uh, some of them were very good, very entertaining and um, well promoted and had better posters than this. And I, it sounds like I'm dogging on this poster. I just don't think it represents the movie at all. Right. 
it's like one moment in the movie. Yeah, the, the, the uh, it kind of got foisted on them. Like the, they put this tagline on the original posters, which was six of the most bizarre deaths you will ever see. Yeah. yeah. Which is not true at all. No. Not even close. No, they're not that bizarre. No. In fact, in fact, other than the shish kebab. They're pretty normal deaths for a horror movie. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, didn't Toxic Avenger do the weightlifting death first? No. Um, no? no, I think After this was this. Been this earlier. Was, yes, this, they were making this in 1980. Yeah, okay. Toxic Avenger, what was 86, 85? Mm. Um, I, I like the uh, the twist of like uh, the, with the weight training bit. I thought that was quite a good scene. Yeah. Because like uh, he's not just dropping the bar right. on the person. They've got another weight. Yes. So this poor guy's holding this thing up. And then yeah. he takes the weight to the, the crotch. Yeah, and then yeah. you've got like a, you know, it's like an anatomically accurate representation of a, a man in shorts. Yes. Right. And, uh, it's like, here's where it's sticking it, out. And here's a 20 pound weight about to drop on him. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, with nowhere to set the barbells, uh, I, I guess you're going to just let go if you're that guy. So... This one, um, I got fooled for a second on the opening credits. I thought it said John Saxon, not mm. Saxton. And then I'm watching the movie and I'm seeing this, uh, one of the first scenes. Uh, I see leather gloves. I see a straight razor and a slashing. And I went, oh, John Saxon, totally. He's making an American Jallo. This is what this is. And then uh, I Googled it or you know pulled it up on IMDb. And I went, oh, Saxton. And I was like, black gloves, razor? Ooh, is yeah. there a bottle of J&B in this scene somewhere? I, let me rewind it. It is quite jello. Yeah. Point. Yeah, it really is at first. Um, and of course, you know, some of the mood and some of the pacing of it does feel like a jello. Yeah, and the ridiculous uh, contorted ending oh, yeah. explanations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so jello. So so, that ending. So, um, and I could skip forward to saying something about all that, but... but uh, but really, what was funny about this is you said, okay, they sort of build around, this, they build this movie around one really well-known actor. And when the movie started, I went, oh, it's Mary Ingalls. It's, uh, you know, Melissa Sue Anderson. <laughs> and you meant Glenn Ford, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was famously in a lot of great movies. Um, uh, so she was just off of the fame of Little House on the Prairie. So she was very recognizable. And, uh, you know, it was... Probably good casting choice to have some star power to have a younger actor who's known for something, and then an older actor who's known for something in the same movie. So you, you know. I thought she was the worst part of the film. Um, she she didn't exactly. And poor Glenn Ford looked so so just like he was pretty unhappy apparently. He looked yeah. unhappy. Like I watched and I was like, oh, there's Glenn Ford, and I watched and I was like. He looks bummed. Oh, he yeah. doesn't look, like, yeah. look happy. Yeah, so his he first doesn't... scene, he's wearing this like open-collared white yes. disco shirt and a black jacket. And then later at the disco, there's a, there's a kid wearing exactly the same Oh, costume. really? I didn't notice that. <laughs> I did notice he wears, in another scene, he has his shirt open. He has a yeah. big medallion. Yeah, he's got the like, heavage. Oh, man, that is so 1980s. Oh, my goodness. Late 70s, early 80s. Same yes. stuff, right? Um, this... Uh, this opening scene where the girl gets strangled and then not strangled uh, before she gets slashed. She gets in the car and then someone strangles her, but she gets mm, free. Right. 
Why didn't she run further than yeah, one car she, away? She gets out the car and she's like, I'm glad I got out of that car. Yeah, yeah. man, I got away from that. <laughs> oh my God, it's here again. Ah. Yeah. And then she gets so... away again and she's like, moves over one more car. And she's like, it's over now. <laughs> yeah. He'll never yeah. catch up now. You know? yeah. And it almost seemed like she ran into someone else. I mean, obviously it was the same killer, but right. it's it seemed like they approached. There's another scene in this movie where it seems like, wait, how did they do that? If like there was no time, like somebody's standing outside the front of the house and somebody else opens the door and like, I came in through the window and I found out that such and such was upstairs and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. How did you have time? You were gone like 30 seconds. Right. Now this this movie um, is one of uh, one of several that are Canadian productions mm -hmm. yeah. that are meant to pass off as American productions. Um, Until you saw the bidet in the bathroom, yeah, and then you're like, mm. yeah, that's what gave it away for us as well. Yeah, I was, Emily was like, she's got a bidet. Yeah, I was like, this is Canadian at the best. This can't be American. Nobody has a yeah, bidet. I, I, well, I, I, I said, well, in Canada, you know, when you get to the age of 13, they give you a bidet. Oh, do they? It's, yeah, it's called Rite of Passages. But, um, uh, yeah, that's what gave it away to us as well. Oh, that's Interesting. Funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't know until I read the IMDb's that Glenn Ford and Melissa Sue Anderson were both dual citizenship, uh, Canadian and American. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Like, they were both Canadian born, but then had... Uh, got an American citizenship as well, uh, or maybe had one American parent or something. Uh, so you can tell. I didn't even know they were related. <laughs> they they didn't have the same parents. Oh, um, just one of them. Right. Uh, so they were half brother and half sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that comes up later in the movie. Yeah, um, that's right. This was a video nasty. Yeah. Uh, it, okay. Um, I, well, I guess to show how random it is, you know. They, they, yeah, they, they totally didn't actually watch them. Yeah, you, like you had said that in a previous episode, they really didn't necessarily Although, watch anything. They saw this poster. Glenn Ford's oh. character gets brained. It is pretty gory. <laughs> yeah, he throws the blood around, doesn't he? It's oh like, man, he's he like really... one cut, and it's the room is just covered. <laughs> I know. Buckets. You would think like five or six people were killed in that room when the dad comes in later, and like. There's broken doors and blood floor to ceiling. You're like, they, Holy they shit. They were not just murdered, but they were murdered by bottles full of blood. Yes. <laughs> they beat them till the bottles broke open. They were murdered and then spun around. <laughs> so um, when this movie started, uh, did it look like they were at Hogwarts to anyone else with the, with the big, long striped scarves? Is that, or is that a normal private school thing? I thought that was just a school thing. Well, maybe. well, actually, when I first saw the the girl in the car with the scarf, and then I guess Virginia had a, the same scarf, at first I thought it was some weird clue. Like, oh, yeah. they have the same scarf. But then they show, like, oh, everybody has that scarf. It's yeah, just even the guys. For school. Um, that... Well, it also sets up a kill. Yes, later. it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that guy would have died anyway. He was working on a motorcycle in a small enclosed room yep. with the engine revving. You could see the smoke in the air. Yep. You know, he would have died eventually from carbon monoxide. Oh, yeah. But I did like when she threw the scarf into the motorcycle tire. Yeah, that's uh, the Isadora Duncan method of right. yes. dying. Um, 
I, I want to backtrack a little bit when, uh, when the girl walking across campus runs into that headmistress or whatever she is, mm-hmm. um, when the woman walks away after being particularly rude to the younger woman, uh, I had to write the note. Did she really just say, come along, Winston, give mummy head. The, the girl was, mo- the girl was mocking the headmistress, uh, about, oh, okay. about her relationship with the dog. Huh. I didn't hear that. Oh that... yeah. Maybe rewatch that scene. You'll see that. Okay. Uh, she's that, And that's how she chooses to mock this headmistress. And I thought that's pretty funny because I, I, it sort of, was a double take for me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, did she really just say that? <laughs> I didn't rewind it, but I'm pretty sure she just said that. I had to rewind it for the ending. Um, I, I had to watch yeah. the ending twice because I was... I had to go online. I'm not going <laughs> to be too embarrassed to say. I went online to figure out what the fuck happened because the ending came out of left field. Not that it doesn't in horror movies. But right. This one was severely out there. and I was like... What? Wait, what happened? <laughs> this was I felt deep. like I missed something. Like somehow there was a missing scene. So I backed it way up and I watched it again. I was like, okay, I didn't miss anything. No. But I just didn't understand <laughs> what really happened. Like, okay, I think. So I had to go online and look it up to see that indeed that was what had happened. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if we want to spoil a movie that's so new. Yes, that people haven't had a chance to watch yet. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, her friend was the killer, who was her half sister. Yeah, and who wears a life mask? Yes, who wears a life mask? Uh, like a super realistic that one, of the, one. That the kid who looked like he was cosplaying Radar O'Reilly from yeah. Mash. <laughs> uh, Alfred, Al- he, Albert. Yeah. I don't remember what his name. Al something. Adolf. Adolf. Yeah. Aldolf. Al Al Aldolfo. Uh, um, that kid, anyway. Yeah, he made the mask. Yeah, I guess. I mean, who else could have had yeah, the skill yeah, set the, to make it? That's who they said it was. Yeah. yeah. Right. Alfred. 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 Okay, it wasn't Adolf. No. Um. So yeah, she's had this mask. So he's complicit in in her crimes. Not or really. He, or he was just like, oh, awesome, cool. Yeah, I make masks. Here you go. Yeah. Trying Although to... I couldn't tell when he reveals that the one girl's head is a mask because he takes her eye out. I'm like, wait, those look like the eyes they use in taxidermy. This doesn't convince me that it's not a real dead she's not real. Head. It makes mm. me think it's more real. Yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. I, and and yeah. it, it really, it, I could see it confusing an audience pretty easily. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about this movie for me. Uh, it was all, I could see how it was working and I could see what it was doing and I wasn't hating it cause I'm looking at it through the lens of, okay, this is 1981. Um, there were these other slashers that were out and, and I'm thinking, okay, this is better than I thought it was going to be until the last half hour, <laughs> which should have been the last five or 10 minutes. Yeah. But it chose to be the last half hour. So there were um there were issues with the pace of this thing for me because I was just watching this thing going, God, do I have any ironing to do? That was my <laughs> big thing, big problem with this film is I really liked it when it started. Yeah. And I liked most of it, but it felt a little draggy. Yeah. And then, like you've said, the last half hour or so, it becomes really draggy. 
Right. And really considering the crazy shit they get up to off and on in that last 30, 35 minutes. And then shouldn't have dragged. I also thought that the whole brain surgery thing was a little unnecessary. Unnecessary. Like they could have just had her drive off the bridge with her mom. I thought that was more than enough work, but Mm -hmm. she was, I guess the original script, she was supposed to be haunted by her mother's dead spirit. Yes. Uh-huh. So it was supernatural, and then they decided <laughs> to make it wacky. And the mom being crazy and trashy, um, yeah, and probably a drunk. Oh, that probably makes for a really she dangerous. Was. So if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're all those things and a ghost, she was drinking holy that, shit, mm. drunk ghosts, drunk ghosts, drunk yeah. trashy ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of bad decisions could get made there. Yeah. Uh, so I think if this thing had been shortened, yeah, you know, it would benefit cut, from an edit. Yeah, because yeah, it was an hour and f- fifty was, minutes long. Hundred and eleven minutes. Yeah. Yep. Should have been ninety. Should have been say ninety. That, I know we say that a lot. Sorry, people. But, but I totally believe a horror movie, anyway, should be ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, and comedies. I, and a comedy. You can get away with an action movie, too. I can see you get away with a drama being longer. Uh, maybe a big, like, spectacle yeah. picture you could probably get away with being longer. Well, sure. But horror movies tend to, once they get past 90 minutes, they really start to buckle. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes a pretty special horror movie to not. And uh, this one was, was better than... Like, like I said, it was better than I thought it would yeah. be, but I enjoyed the mystery. Of it wasn't this. as good it was as it like, could have been. Who, you know, who's the killer? It looks like it's Virginia, but it can't be. Right. Who's the killer? And then you're like, well, maybe it is Virginia. And they just keep pulling the curtain further and further and further back going, yeah, it is. It totally is. Look at it. Come on. How could it not be? And you're like, okay, it's fucking her. Now what? What do you? <sighs> okay. Yeah, another thing is like uh, on the way to the cabin, she passes another one of the students. Does she? This is like that is that blonde girl. Oh, okay, yeah. She's just standing there in the rain. Oh. Yeah, I had to look up what happened to her because I didn't understand that at all. But apparently, oh, they, 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 yeah. she was destined to be axed in the head. Yeah. But that would be too gory. So they just have her standing in the rain oh. so that you know what happened to her. She's, yeah. she's too stupid. She keeps looking up and she drowns. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they can't leave her out in the rain. She's, you know. That's right. Yeah. The other d- dumb thing <laughs> at the start of the movie is like they're, they're jumping this bridge. Yes. Yeah. And it's a $20 bet. And he, he like writes off his, is it a Trans Am? Yeah. Firebird Trans Am. One of those. Yeah. 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 Same thing. So he writes it off in order to win his $20 bet. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> It's like, that's poor math skills. That's Very some bad, really yeah. bad math skills. Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole uh, drawbridge jump, I'm sure they would all know better. But they did it anyway. Yeah, that, of course, all of those things have safety on them now. You know, that can't really happen so easily. There's a really cool one in Seattle that they turns have... sideways instead of raising up. I like that yeah. much better. They evidently had to search for a bridge that would allow them to mm. still do that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, they had, they had to like, go down to New York. And yeah, it's like, why don't you just rewrite the movie? <laughs> and they're like, instead of a bridge, they went off the side of the road. 
Mm. Yeah, you know? Oh, you have to take this hairpin turn or whatever. You write a million different things. Get off your idea. Right. <laughs> Bridge jump, people. Yeah. It's like uh, you should have started with a thing you could do and then you know, exactly work a gimmick into that yeah. thing. So all of this being said, um, you saw this for the first time. Uh, yeah, this morning. And Jolien, you've seen it I've several seen it times. A couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How long ago did you first see it? Uh, I think I must have seen it when I was a kid because it was banned. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not a big rule follower if someone tells you yeah, you can't I've see got something. To see it. Yeah, you're gonna ban this book. You're gonna uh, ban this movie. I, uh, I've I'd seen the director's earlier movies, and they're really good. Yeah, he, he's done some great movies. And um, yeah, what else has he done? I, I look. Well, by by this point, he was like doing a bunch of Charles Bronson movies. Oh, okay. Um, and he'd done uh, the last two ba- uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Ah. Oh. Uh, but he he he'd done some really classic. Ones like uh, Ice Cold and Alex is a classic British war movie. Uh, Guns of Navarone, fantastic. That's, yeah. Uh, the original Cape Fear. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, they're brilliant, brilliant movies. Yeah. Um, Eye of the Devil. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, at this point he was doing like uh, he did Death Wish Six. Yeah, or he something. did like Death Wish Four and Five or something. Mm. Some some of the later ones, and he he, he did uh, several Charles Bronson ones at this point in the eighties. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't at his peak, but he 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 has done some great movies. So, uh, one of the one of the questions I had, um, you've both seen Visiting Hours. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that was one, another one of them where I would always see the cover. And think, oh, it's a cool looking cover. Like this one, I thought, Happy Birthday to Me, I thought was a kind of a dumb looking cover. And so I dismissed it partially based on, like, ah, it's just another slasher that's trying and it's got a dumb cover. Why am I going to watch this? But then there was, um, but then there was uh, Visiting Hours, which had a cool looking cover. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if it was so good. What was Visiting what? Hours? I don't know it's, that it's, one. It's, uh, it shows like a like a hospital I'm assuming mm-hmm. or an apartment building and the lights are on in the shape of a skull. Okay. Yeah. Like the window lights are on. Um, and I'm assuming it's a hospital cause it's called visiting hours. Yeah. So I would see that and go, yeah, you, you would need a gimmicky poster slash cover if the movie weren't good. So it's probably not good. So I'm not going to watch yeah. it. I always got uh, William Shatner in that. Well, now people tell me stuff like this. <laughs> uh, I probably will watch it now, but, uh, 1982 visiting hours. Um, I was going to watch Saturday the 14th because oh, yeah. it was on Prime. Oh, yeah. And that was one that I was always like, no. It's got uh, Richard Benjamin in it. Oh, okay. I don't remember it very well at all. It always it was one something. of those covers that I'd seen yeah. the box and it was always for rent at the video store. Like it, nobody ever checked it out. And it was always like, that's a clever box and a clever mm. title, but like, visiting hours you're like it must be a really shit film because it's <laughs> right. it's too clever of a box i felt <laughs> like it had jack davis art or something but i don't think it did i think it what was... i remember it had like the creature from the black lagoon on it and a bunch of other goofy stuff and what was the movie was it april fools that the girl was holding like a knife behind her yeah, back and her, her braid and was a noose braid was a noose yeah. that was another one that i always thought like should this I? Gonna suck. I same know. same yeah there's a whole list of these for me it included happy birthday to me visiting hours and april fool's day 
Yeah, and this is what I thought was April Fool's Day. I was oh. like, oh, I think that's that one. And then like, I had to no. look it up. Yeah, I'd check out April Fool's Day. Okay. Um, and then looking this up now, I can't remember the title, but uh, I looked up the production of this on uh, Wikipedia. They mentioned some other movie that's a Halloween or a Thanksgiving Day themed horror movie. Oh. So I'll look it up again. I think um, so. They're working on this, and Friday the Thirteenth blew up. It became yeah. a huge hit. So they like uh, they rushed out uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yes, which is a good one. Another Canadian. Same, yeah. same people. Same producers. Same people. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick before I forget to mention this, uh, they I, found, I have my notes here that I printed out. Um, the drawbridge scenes you mentioned were in New York. It was Phoenix, New York, just outside Syracuse, and it says here, the whole town of Phoenix came to watch the dangerous stunts where a total of 15 cars were junked, and one stunt driver was hospitalized with two broken ankles. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine when he jumped that, uh, whatever, T-Bird, whatever, when they land on the front there. Oh, that's that's the impression I get from this movie, is like you've got some people who've done really good movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, but they're not so happy about being on this one. So like there's mm. scenes like that where it's like a good old action set piece, which are really well done, really nicely edited, and yeah, know, all the stunts are good. And uh, and then you get some other scenes like uh, you know even some of the horror scenes that are kind of perfunctory. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of uneven. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, I think this movie could, if it had a, a nice. 20 minutes chopped out it could be really tight <laughs> and really good yeah that, that's 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 yeah. true of so many movies i thought if i was you know some film producer that would be like the one rule so if they got you bring it in in 90 minutes i don't <laughs> care what it's about we just take good 40 minutes out of final destination and then 40 minutes out of happy birthday to me there we go make a good super cat yeah of uh people being stalked by death by, wearing by death. a a mask yeah by wearing a little birthday hat <laughs> it's the grim reaper but he's got a little birthday hat on oh we should outro with uh motorheads uh, killed by death okay <laughs> there we go yeah so ideas for next time uh mandy is playing on the 13th Ooh, we should do Where? that at the C. all right C. it is a sneak preview okay there's two showings i think it's seven and then like nine thirty or something all right. So, so let's shoot right. for that. Um, I think that's a Friday. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Is that next Thursday? Thursday. Or next Friday? Yeah, let's have a look. Let's see. I mean, it should be in time for us to do what we're going to do. Um, let's see. Uh, the 13th is a Thursday. Okay. So we should be able to watch that and then record on Friday. Yeah. So we should try that. We're, we're gonna go for that and if that doesn't happen uh we will come up with we a will plan be watching B. final destination two or five or I hear five. five is good yeah or four which doesn't have a four on it it's just called final destination yeah then they can fool you and be like final destinations Ooh. yeah like that old stunt <laughs> well let's call it a show hey listeners thank you for listening stay off the moors. Yeah.